It's not that deep, bro. It's not that deep. Episode Just... Episode four. Episode four. Okay. It's not that deep. Episode four. And here we are. Here we are, bro. It's not that deep. Thank you to Voz, who has set you. up the lighting and Appreciate sound today. It, no worries, guys. Much appreciated. And here we are, episode four. Episode four. Wow. We've got a it's brand... It's, it's weird. Go on. What's it's weird? weird? It's just like, we're on a roll. This is fourth episode. It feels good, you know? I feel let's like get the next one. We're crank. I mean? Let's just keep going. Well, let's do this one, Martin. I think that's True. a good idea. I mean, oh, we need to do this one first, but... So... This is It's Not That Deep, Bro, a podcast where me and my friend Martin here, my name is Oland, we watch a film together and then we discuss our thoughts on that film. Martin comes from a place of... Martin watches films for pure enjoyment. Mm -hmm. He just watches them. You lead a hard nine to five, don't you, Martin? That's right. And you, you love a good yeah. film to uh, decompress from that. That's right, yeah. Whereas I like to uh, completely pick films apart to the point where it's not funny anymore and it's, <laughs> it's not really a film anymore. That's it's, right. It's just a book in your head. Yeah. So uh, there's a different information. There's a middle ground to be met between our methods. I feel, and that is why we are here. That's right. Today we are looking at the classic film, The Truman Show, 1997, featuring Jim Carrey. The Truman Show. Wow. Uh, what a film. I'm trying to think of the director. This is really amateur. I should know the director, Martin. You should. I didn't look it, look it up. You didn't look so, it up. You're no, not going to help me here. No, I can't. The director will be it. listed in the description. Me and Martin just watched it together at my house, literally not an hour ago. So not we are fresh. fresh. Pure, pure fresh. So what did you think, Martin? Well... Uh, it was just, I mean, the beginning is, it's just like a normal day, but then you start seeing cameras where... Whoa, whoa, whoa. let's back it up a bit. Okay. The film starts and we're introduced to the main character, Truman Burbank. Truman Burbank. And Even in the, in the description it says... Truman Burbank plays himself. And you're made aware at the beginning that... Truman is part of a television show. Yeah. Um, to what extent his life is scripted, you do not know at the beginning of the film. So I'll, I'll let you carry on, Martin, with where you were. So, yeah, um, it's just tons and tons of different cameras, camera angles. And you, at first you think, oh, well, uh, this is just... It's a, it's a film about... A guy just living his life. Typical um, suburban life. He's got the right. white picket fence. He's got, you know, he mows his lawn. That's right. Seth says uh, good morning to his neighbours all the time. And how does he do that? Every time. And he ends it with, and if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And then they all laugh like a, like a sitcom. Yeah, it is very sitcom-esque, very typical, it, it's very nuclear family, 1950s. Mm. Bit of a Fallout vibe, pre-bomb right. pre pre drop. Yeah. 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 So um, You're just waiting for that bomb to drop. You know that's, that's what you're waiting for. Well, one of the, it's quite early on in the film, one of the first things that happens is 
Truman is getting in his car to go to work yeah. and a light falls out the sky. That's right. Um, a professional studio. Which at first, at first you, you, you kind of like, when you, when you started, you're like, what? What is that? Like a, like a UFO or is it like a... Um... Well, you're wondering. You're... Yeah, you're, you, you keep wondering what this is. And at first I'm like, I'm completely confused. And then obviously, as you go on, you find out what that actually is. And it wasn't until like halfway through the film that I realized really? what that was. Yeah, like even like looking at it, I was I was still like, well, I'm a bit mm. that doesn't look that 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 looks like a, a part. Even yeah. even though I think it said something. It, like it, the it, it had like yeah, the branding of yeah. the line. And but, I was like, mm, nah, I don't know what that is. It's interesting because I'm coming at it. I think this was my second or third viewing. I, I watched it for the first time a long time ago, like when I was probably 15, 16 sort of thing. Yeah. And going in this time, obviously I knew, I think it does say at the beginning that he's part of a television show and it like, you are, you are made aware sort of, but it's interesting that you didn't even like know what that light was. Cause that you were in Truman's shoes in that position. That's right. Yeah. You do, and that, very much summarizes the first third of the film really you you are with truman you're living you're seeing what his bread and butter is his day to day and uh therefore through knowing what his life is you can empathize with him that how when things happen later that's right yeah like just mm. and then you it's like you're almost thinking shit is my life scripted Haha, <laughs> well am I, am I am I the star of the show? And then well, you, I th- you you kinda come back to reality, you're like, nah, that can't be true. Well, maybe by the end of this podcast, uh, uh well, there's gonna <laughs> be cameras everywhere. That is a very big theme of this film about it's not so much about everything being filmed and your whole life's a show, it's more about noticing repetitive patterns in your life as Truman does. Yeah. And obviously the film is framed in such a way his life is a television show so it it's very obvious as as the film goes on and the first bit of the film where introduced to Truman's everyday life he has a wife he has a job he works in insurance he's always dreamed of going to Fiji. And Fiji is kind of the scapegoat that the production crew of the television show use. So if anyone dies, if anyone disappears, they go to Fiji. So for all extensive purposes, Fiji is... It's heaven. Yeah. Yeah, bang yeah. on. It's, yeah. it's Truman's heaven to an extent. And he's kind of craving... He, he is craving to break out of the constraints that he's living his life within and it takes it manifests in the form of Fiji for him because that yeah. is what he's been told. So after that little bit's over and you kind of you're like oh this is Truman's life and everything around him is completely scripted well Truman himself starts to wonder is this is this true hmm. what like is my life just a big lie? Yeah, and what is my life leading to? Mm. And and he where can I go? Yeah, where basically, yeah. Where where can he go with his life? And he any attempt to break out of the 
bubble of the bubble is combated by the whole production crew getting in his way the actual in the film it's said that the amount of people that work on the truman show is equivalent to the uh to the population of a small country. Yeah. So that gives you an idea of how many people are working on this show. That's, it, there's thousands and thousands of people. You quickly find out that the show is the biggest show in the world. The, the whole wide world as well. Everyone's watching. Everyone knows But Truman. no one doing anything about it because you quickly find out that he was um, adopted. Well, you find out, yeah, he was an unplanned pregnancy, uh, sorry, pregnancy, one of five that potentially could have been the candidate for the, this the idea show. for a reality show. That's but right. he was two weeks premature, so he... The premise, the premise of, like, the show in the movie is that this, everything that he does is him. Like, nothing scripted. There's nothing that he... Uh, that he doesn't know about anything. Yeah, which makes his actions and the way that he responds to things very real. And that's very. what makes it so tangible for the viewer. Mm -hmm. um, but then everyone else is is a, also an actor. They all so, have their own lives as well. Out there. They're hired actors, the people in Truman's world. Everyone down... His mother down to his wife, everything and everything. A big. Um, it's a big shock because then that means that you're truly alone. Like he finds out, like he's truly alone, except well for that. Go on. go on, no, no, go on. Except for who? Except for that first, like sort of love that he actually catches on. Yeah. So there's a few traumatic experiences in Truman's life that has led him to be feeling the frustration that he's feeling at this point in his life. And one of them is the loss of his father. Now, this, from a production side of things, was written into the show by the show's creators, as everything is. But to Truman, he lost his dad at sea in a boating accident, and his dad drowns. Oh, well, that's what he thinks. And that has given Truman the... The reason that was done was to make Truman scared of water. Therefore, he would never try to escape the island that he lives on. Um, never. So you've got that. And then there have been numerous people that have... The idea is that the show is filmed in a large dome, dome sort yeah. of thing that resides be, just behind the Hollywood sign. And people have actively broken into the dome and tried to make Truman aware that he's on a television show. That's right, yeah. And one of these people is... A girl that Truman goes up to at a young age. I think he's it's like university, isn't it? Yeah, that's the she, She's she was an actor in the show, and then she kind of fell in love with Truman. She quickly explains to him not that he's on a show, but just that they have. He asks her on a date, and then she says. If we do this, we have to do this now. Yeah. We have to go right now. Right now. Oh, it never happened. And she goes, and they run to the beach and have a little smooch. That's right. And then she quickly realises that a car's driving towards them on the beach, and she, she 
very quickly says to Truman, all of this, all of this is fake. It's all for you. It's all put together. It's all... Yeah, it's, it's. I feel like she could have just been like, "This is a television show." Yeah, I feel like yeah. There's, <laughs> there's more ways of her, like of her, telling him that it's not real than oh, it's not real. But uh, at the same time, I empathise with her position because imagine if that was the biggest television show of all time and you were like in it, number you, one, because you'd be panicking just because you were on television. Yeah. And then you were planning on ruining it by telling the lead. Star, like, if he knows he's on television, the show's over. Yeah. So she, like, she might have been like doubting her decision. Like, do I tell him? Do I not? Because she's an. I, but like, you're already, you know that for a fact, they've all they've as, as scripted everything that he does, mm. right? And what everyone, not that he does, but like what everyone else does, right? Yeah. So when something goes not to script, you know that you're gonna get fired. Like if you're in a in a in a movie set mm. and your director says to you, oh uh, well go stand in that place and jump five times. But instead of jumping you you roll five times. Well that's like saying you've been hired to paint a fence and instead you mowed the lawn. Like Exactly. <laughs> so you're gonna get you're gonna get a fine. Yeah definitely so you you might as well if you're gonna tell him, you just say it straight. This is a television show. You're the main star. Everyone here is an actor. Yeah, but I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that it was a nerve, nervous situation. Then a, the man. A, oh, go on. Another thing. She got in the car, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure she could have unlocked the car and got out again. What you she, mean? No, no, no. The man put her in the car. Yeah. But she, he didn't put her in, in cuffs or anything. But uh, think at that point, like they sent, think about later in the film when they're looking for Truman, how many people were looking for him. Everyone. We only saw like her, Truman, and then the man that comes and breaks the situation up. That's you right. know behind those sand dunes that there's a f the whole production team's there. That's right. So yeah. she probably knew she was like captured at that either, point. Either way... The, he would have definitely, if she would have made a bigger thing about it, like a bigger scene, mm. th and they had to, would, would have to come over, he would have then figured something more out instead of going however many years, maybe 10 years. Very true. Yeah. I mean, that is, I it, did, I, I was having these thoughts yeah. when we were watching it, yeah. but. It's obviously, it, it's, a, it's like, it's like Inception, but in a film, because like, there, she's playing a character that's trying to tell the main actor that it's a TV show. But he doesn't know. But he doesn't <laughs> know. But he's playing a character. It's a little complicated. Yeah, it. it the whole film is a, a little twister. bit like that because there's two realities going on. And that's right. As a, there's three realities. As going on. you, because there's. Go on. There's Jim Carrey playing Truman. Right? Oh, yeah, you mean then, then there's our reality yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 there's that. And then there's Truman Burbank's reality. Mm. And then the outside world's seeing, seeing Truman through TV. Yeah. Thinking it's a TV show. And I, as I, f I don't, I feel like when you watch a film, 
you want to empathize with the main character. And knowing that it's a television show, it creates this weird dynamic in your head because you want to... Um, I think when you watch a film, you normally place yourself in the shoes yeah, of the protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of I thing. get you. You you pretty much make the 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 characters, the main characters, sort of like people. You'd be like, oh yeah, I'll be friends with that guy. That I read a very interesting uh, article about how the brain recognizes characters in televisions and films as friends. Yeah, straight as that. That's why you can binge watch a television show for months on end because. You wouldn't say no to being with your friends for months on end, sort no, of thing. Exactly well, if you're been, if you're the type of person to binge watch television, you're the type of person to probably be able to hang out with someone for three months straight. That's right. Yeah. Neither no. of them are healthy situations, sort of. No, thing. no, no. Of course. But like, well, I mean, how, hanging out with someone for three months straight, it's just the same as yeah, but you're gonna have a wife or <laughs> like a, yeah, a it girlfriend. is. But you're meant to have some sort of eternal love for your wife. I feel like if I was with me and you were together for three months, we wouldn't mind not seeing each other for a week after. No, oh yeah, but like <laughs> that's still true with. Well, with yeah, I guess it. Yeah, with, yeah. Your, with your wife and stuff like you, you're you're spent. You're gonna if you marry that person, you're gonna be with them for however many years. So it's gonna be like every day you'll be living together, and some days, some sometimes you'll you'll want to go on holiday with your friends and. And your girlfriend or wife can stay at home, mm. and she'll be like, "No, nah, that's fine. You go out with your friends." You get what I'm saying? And then you have that sort of freedom there, like, ah, oh, like now, I'm not with that person. I can do uh, stuff that I would be able to do, wouldn't be able to do if I was with that person. But maybe you should not like not like in a in a way of like, oh, I'll go talk to your other girls and kiss other girls or blah 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 but I'm saying like you just mean like you can fart and you can like do things that you wouldn't do if you yeah like if you, if your your wife was a very tidy person you can just like be more messy I I'm guess. with you yeah. but what we were saying in relation to Truman empathising with Truman and putting yourself in his shoes it creates a very odd dynamic because you are him and you're there's the whole strain of thought with this film as you were saying at the beginning of oh what if my life is some sort of uh, what if i'm stuck in a loop a web of repetitive patterns yeah and it makes you question it on that side but then the other interesting point that i think the outside view of um of truman's life the is the creator of the show. That's right, yeah. And his morals and his reasoning for making the show and the decisions that he makes because it's quite an immoral thing, really, to have full control over someone's life in that way. Yeah, like just like proper controlling every single step of his life. Like when he, he was trying to go to... Uh, um, Fiji. No, not Fiji. When he was like, oh, how's Adul Atlanta? Or oh, yeah. So this is about where we got to describing the plot, actually. So just the the pinnacle of Truman kind of realising that this world is, is fabricated is this lovely sequence that plays out. And 
So basically, whenever he tries to make a break for it and run from this reality that's been set up from him, the whole thing goes into meltdown and the whole mission for all the crew members is keep Truman on the island sort keep of thing. Him. So yeah, keep him there. No one's allowed. Even, even like <laughs> when, when he finds out properly and he, 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 he thinks his wife is in it. Yeah, so this is the... I really love this whole scene of him testing the waters, the algorithm basically of the world. He's like, so what happens if I do this? Yeah. Like he's meant to go to work and then he doesn't. He just goes around the revolving door, revolving glass door a couple of times. And then he comes back out the same way he went in. And then he decides to go and just sit on a bench. And obviously all these people around him are actors that are hired and they have such a thing called starting positions at the beginning of every day where they're, that's their, their starting position and they walk to work or something like that. And his wife finds him sat in the car and she knocks on the window and says, Truman, what's going on? He says, get in the car, look in the mirror. In a minute, you will see a girl on a red bike a man with flowers and a Volkswagen Beetle with a beat-up fender drive by. And she's obviously like, has this greater awareness. He he's, thinks that he's gaining this new awareness, but she is... Already knows. She knows she's everything. She knows everything. Yeah. She's completely... She knows exactly what's going to happen before even he knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. So which like it's sinister. Yeah, it's, it, it's awful. Like... Just see, like just seeing it, it's a good film. But like just seeing it, seeing him go through that shit, it's just it. It literally feels like you're that per. You, I wanted to be that person that went to that sort of like dome and just like freed and told him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll just wrap up this bit about because him freaking out is the end of kind of the first third of the film sort of thing where you're in Truman's shoes. Mm -hmm. So he, the man on the bike, the person, the man with the flowers and the Volkswagen go by and he loses it. He's like, oh my God, there they are. Volkswagen. They just keep going round in loops. They keep, yeah, they keep going round in loops. So he's like, he reverses out the drive. His wife says, what are you doing? He says, being spontaneous. <laughs> but to be fair, before that, he did have an out- outburst before that, which was the bit where he followed his wife to work and he questioned her because at first... Those bits are even scarier to yeah, me. Yeah, because they're like, obviously everything is for, other than Truman, everything else is scripted. So when he asks a question that they're not scripted to answer, they kind of stutter and just like, uh, uh. And you and can see them making it up on the yeah, spot. Yeah, like you can see them make it up right there and there. Some of them handle it better than others. It's yeah. quite interesting. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So like when you when you when you see him ask his wife, oh, uh, so what are you gonna do? Oh, I gotta, because uh, uh, you know that he's never asked his wife what he what she does. For a, for a living. So when he asks, asks her that... Oh, it's more... I think he knows she's a nurse, but it's more kind of, what did you do at work today? Yeah. And she'll have some sort of stock sentence that she probably says every night, but he's very specific. He asks her, like, yeah. what are you doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are oh, you doing? Uh, 
And then she obviously she comes up with some sort of lie, and he doesn't obviously doesn't fall for it. He's 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 in the know at that point. He's in the know. It, well, he has a suspicion enough he, to follow her to work. He knows something's right. going on. Yes, he knows that something's going on. On follows her to the to work, and as soon as he gets to the hospital, obviously everyone in there again actor, he tries to follow her to the surgery. He gets stopped. And he gets stopped by a... Member of staff at the hospital. But if you see, it's not just a normal member of staff, mm. it's a surgeon in full gear. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're at a hospital, do you think a surgeon in full surgeon gear would be like, let me stop and talk to this guy? Yeah, and she... Because she... That uniform implicates authority, and he wouldn't question if she, if she was like a nurse, a lower member of the hospital, mm -hmm. he might have like not taken her as seriously as someone that's in surgery gear because she's higher up the chain, sort of thing. So he's like, oh, maybe I'll listen to her. Although he doesn't. As soon as she says that you can't come in here, she walks off. And he pretends to walk off, but the second as her back's turned, he just turns back round and goes through Follows the... Follows Yeah. And you see, you see that everything, everyone is trying to, like, get in his way. So That's horrible. Don't. A man comes down the uh, corridor with a big... It's like a big rack of medical supplies, and... It just keeps turning he, him, like... He turns it horizontal, so it fills the whole width of the corridor. And tries to get him out. And Truman just grabs the whole thing and goes, here you go. And Oh, he says like, let me help you with that. And just throws it across the room. And then they... obviously the man can't just be like, oh, let me stop him instead of yeah. the car. That's, um... Shit. Not the mic. That's moving. And he get you see him go in the surgery and everyone in there does not know what they're doing because it's all scripted. And he goes, uh, so, oh, shit. You can hear them like oh going oh, oh panicking shit. about yeah, making the first like, oh, incision. Is it? Is it? Is that? Oh, so today I'm gonna make my first incision above the knee. Uh, above, like in in a in a hospital that 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 surgeon would know what where he's cutting. That's like know? a mechanic saying, "I will now open the hood of the car." Yeah, yeah, and be like, <laughs> "Look at the engine" or something like that. You you you'll know that that's doing that certain job, you would know what you're doing. I think what's even more disturbing about that scene is that the patient, who is obviously an actor, Truman's watching, so they have to go through with the incision on the knee, yeah. and the, the patient... Gets just up. To, yeah, she gets up, and they, they put the gas on her face. Yeah. Which... See, they get in, and I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. if you... If you if I was thinking of doing something like that, I would have it so it's like, it it looks like a leg, but it's not actually a leg. Well, yeah, but you'd have to bear, you have to bear in mind that they had to set that because they don't know what Truman's gonna do at no, any minute, don't. sort they of thing. Don't. So every, they have to set situations up like that. Yeah, like once he's on the way to the hospital, they can anticipate, they can set that up. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, we'll set. Which they did, because you can see that. Very that, quickly. There's that. another instance where he tries to go through an elevator door that he's, he never normally goes through at work, and he, he just catches it. 
and you just see it. You see that. And he puts his head through the crack and he sees all these actors sat eating like donuts and like behind the backstage and there's no elevator there. And he, he questions it, but they the security of the the fake building that his work's set up in. Um they're constantly saying like, oh yeah, we're in the renovations. Renovations, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they throw him out. Yeah, and they just throw him out. That's like one of the first bits when he f he's like, what? What's happening? And there's all this, I love the beautiful, mon there's some montages in that film of Truman. Really, he's just wandering around the street, like looking at everything, like going, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's like, he's questioning it all. And yeah. he's, he's like, what? But it, oh, it, it's wonderful, like that questioning of everything. Mm. He, he, he's seeing the world in a whole new light sort of thing. It, it, and you, you he's been in these repetitive routines for so long that the world... Has become just like a... Blur. Boring. You can, yeah. you can very much be like, this is my job. This is my house. This is my wife. Like, that is life yeah. sort of thing. And they're solid things. But this um, doubt in that solidity creates this real kind of beautiful melancholy kind of state where you're looking at just everything and it it all all of a sudden all these things that are so in your everyday life become unique and beautiful and mm -hmm. and what I'm going back to that that point where he goes he goes in the car and goes crazy he mm. literally comes out and starts lit what happened I think alright? Uh, yeah. I, think. I don't know if it's still recording. Sorry about that, folks. We're having some technical difficulties at We're the minute. Edit all this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's well, going wasn't on. Well, wasn't it not recording? Because um, apparently it can only film gig uh, files that are up to four gigabytes long. Big, not long. Um, and then it wants you to do another one. Okay. So how much is four gig? About half an hour's worth, apparently. Okay. Um, so, yeah, when he's in the car... Wait. Yeah. Start your whole point again okay. in three, two, one. So back to the point where he's, he's in the car, he literally drives up, um, talks to his wife and says... Well, his wife comes in first and says, Oh... Is this about Fiji? Why don't you save up for a few months and then go? Which is Does the that implication that that then can be written into the script and that can be a future episode where they might, right. they'll simulate some sort of Fiji situation. Like, but Truman's like, no, we're going no. now. Yeah, we're going now. <laughs> like the first point when he first went on that date with that actor that told him that it's a show. Mm. Uh, it's just like now. So he drove... Started driving, started driving, and he gets. I love gets, it. He, I love his manicness in he, that scene. He gets, he gets <laughs> right into the the first uh, roundabout, and he's just constantly going round and round, round and round because he doesn't know where he's going. Like, well, he doesn't want them to know yeah, where he's going. I think he's just being random because he, he's worked out that there's some sort of algorithm. Mm -hmm. Like, if I go here, this happens. If yeah. I go here, that happens. So yeah. let's just... So if I... No, if he... I think he figured out that if he says he's going to a place, that's where something will happen. Yeah. So then he thinks, oh, well, why don't we go this way? And he goes, ah, 
then loads of cars just start piling up and apparently there's and they block there's his traffic. Way. Yeah. Yeah, there's traffic. So he's like, uh, I've lost now. I'll okay I guess I'll just I'll just go uh, We'll go home. I was being silly. That's it, yeah, we'll go home. Goes back to the roundabout and he's like, Nope, change my mind, starts going round and round again, goes down the same street, no cars. No cars. No, nothing. <laughs> what a Look, surprise. What a surprise. Get starts driving, he drives more. Gets to a bridge. Now, that's where his fear of water comes in. He physically cannot drive over the bridge because it reminds him He can't drive his... over the bridge. Previous to this, he's swim. actually tried to take a boat somewhere. Yeah. On, on his own, near the beginning of the film. Not even that, actually. He gets given a job at work. To go to Harbour Island. Yeah, to go to Harbour Island. So that... that it's so um, sinister, the idea of... They'll test his fear. Like they'll give him something to just check that he's still scared of water, yeah. sort of thing. And That's he is. Right. And he can't he, get on the he boat. Is. He, he sees a boat. Like they, it's so well scripted when he knows that he's he, there's a boat next to the um, little shore that he's going that is, has sunk, and he just remembers that that uh, awful moment of his dad awful, dying. Yeah, of his of his dad dying, and you that I feel like. That's when they first start like showing you his past, mm. and then you figure out later on that when they show his past, is they're showing it to the the real audience was which is outside the dome. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's awful. Why would he do that? So, so he carries at the end. He he manages. He closes his eyes, and he said to says to his wife. Take the wheel, and he just slams his foot on the accelerator and closes his eyes. So he isn't physically driving over the water. He is simply powering the car going forward, and she's driving. Yeah. And she, she's in hysterics. She's freaking out because she's she's still trying to act, and then she's also trying to get him back. She feels like her life's at risk because yeah. this, the conditions that Truman has been put under <clears throat> is making him act volatilely. He is acting irrationally because he feels trapped because he is trapped he is that's right and yeah but you can see that like she's like oh, she's fearing for her life and she's like this is only a job like how can i work under these well, conditions so after he goes over the bridge it's worth pointing out at this point that the film is um obviously a normal television show would have advertisements but this, yeah. the truman show runs 24 hours a day so to get the advertisements in there and to make it them it it's quite important to take into account that this show, the show, the Truman Show itself, the show inside the film, not the film, the Truman Show, is a massive money maker. Yeah. Um, and you, and you, it's like the biggest show you, in the world. And they tell you, like, everything, you can buy everything that you see on the Truman Show. Mm. Absolutely everything. There's, um, from his toothbrush to his... His clothes, his To his, his house, clothes, all to, of to everything, to his car. It's all in a catalogue that you... The Truman catalog. Yeah, the Truman catalog, and you can even see like parts, parts of the film where his wife's like, "Oh, uh, this, <laughs> this is uh, the Makoko. Uh, it's got no no sugars and yeah, full know of what? product placement. It's like a QVC yeah, exactly. advertisement That's placed right. into real life, and she'll be like, Truman, I got you a three in one potato peeler made by Easy Peel. Yeah, and Truman's like, like cool. <laughs> like, you see that, and then when she mentions the 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 cocoa, the 
the obviously the hot chocolate. Mm. He's like, who are you talking well, to? What? We'll just because this happens directly. This will be a nice segue into the uh, second third of the film. That's so. Right, yeah. After the bridge, they drive over the bridge, and you base he's basically getting barraged at this point by the production team of with risks to get him back into. Sea Haven is the name of the little village where he lives. And there's a wall of fire, big sign that says forest fires. Then there's a nuclear meltdown at the local nuclear power plant. But you can see that in the film, they literally have a wall of fire. And he's just there like, you know what? If it's not true, then obviously this won't kill me. So I'm just mm. going to go straight through it. Obviously, if you're a normal person, you would just stop and you're like... I ain't gonna go through that. Yeah, but, but he... because he's so like irrational at the minute, because he's like trapped, like he is. Well, I don't even think it's a. He just he has a faith. Yeah, he that, has a faith yeah. that something's going on, and that propels him through these re- seemingly dangerous situations. But obviously, we know as well that they're not like dangerous. No, of course not. No. So obviously, he he's the money maker. They yeah, need to that's keep him right. alive. Like, if he dies or if anything happens to him, that's the show over. There's nothing, nothing else. They can't bring. They can't be like, oh, replacement actor. No, because it's not how it works. Mm. Right? So this whole episode that Truman has is the way that it's amalgamated into the narrative of Truman's life from his perspective. Is they tell him he's having a nervous breakdown. They tell him that he's crazy. That he, <clears throat> it's kind of been programmed into Truman's mind from a young age that he's he's got a wild imagination and he has the, a best friend that he's had since school um, and he kind of... Marlon. He's like the ultimate handler of Truman, really. At uh, any desperate time when Truman's on the edge, they he, send Marlon in yeah. with a pack of beer, basically. That's for, right, like, yeah. The best Every friend time. chat. And <clears throat> to kind of patch up this situation to make sure that Truman doesn't try and escape in that manner again. Marlon Marlon walks in. Uh, you were just about to say, actually, that his wife... They He gets taken home. He runs into the forest after the nuclear blast, uh, the fake nuclear blast, and all these people in hazmat suits basically capture him. That's actually a really horrible scene. Yeah, but, like, even then, like, they're all got cameras and just, like, mm. pointing it at his I don't know face. if you've noticed, they've also got, like... <laughs> this might be a little bit out there, but I think that scene had kind of links to... It felt very similar to, like, an abduction or some sort of, like... Um, they're all in foreign gear. Mm-hmm. And they're all... They've got... Some of them have, like... It sounds dumb, but... Like, ray guns in their hands or, like, things... It, yeah, it looks... Wh- Another thing about that scene is when they first drive up to it, mm. the the policeman comes up to his window. He's like, oh, sorry, there's a meltdown. We're getting everyone out. And then Truman goes, oh, thank you for your hard work. And then the policeman completely... Fucks it all up. Fucks it <laughs> all up because he goes, oh, yeah, no problem, Truman. And then that's when he's like, Boom, all Shit. of this is fake. <laughs> all of this is fake. He gets out the car, starts driving mm. into the forest, like, or starts running into the forest. And you're, you, at first, you're like, when, he, when you hear that, you're like, 
if he didn't say that, he might have gone back. But then he did yeah. say it. And so it's just like, he realised there was like, how does he know my name when I've never told him? They all Yeah, so they all chase him in these hazmat suits with these weird... When I think about it... That's what I thought they, the, the cameras were. Like, that, that shit that, that looked like Reagan's. It's like the camera. So it probably was a camera, but I'm trying to think... If they're trying to use psychological techniques to scare Truman, having him... Having people in hazmat suits with equipment that looks scientific would be a great deterrent. Like, you might... You know, imagine if you saw a group... You got told to... You, like, you hit a roadblock and they said you can't go past here and you saw a bl bunch of blokes with, like, scientific gear in radiation suits. You'd be like, oh, shit, i got to get away from here. Yeah. Like, this is, like, dangerous yeah. sort of thing. But... So I, I think that is why that scene was set up like that because it it's been engineered to scare Truman yeah. sort of thing so, so like he, he he goes back and you're like he, he goes doesn't. he goes back to his house and he his wife tells him that it's it's a breakdown you're having a nervous breakdown and this uh is just an episode you will you'll move on from this sort of thing but there's obviously some sort of quota with the advertising deals and just point out while I'm thinking about the advertising in this film, there's those two men and every single day these two men come up to him and he's trying to sell them an insurance policy and they always say no. But these two men come up to him and have a chat with him and they push him against a board. Uh, yeah, and he's always got a different sort of advertisement in there. Yeah. And it's just enough so you can see hit Truman and the camera and the advertisement all in one shot. Yeah. And they always push him, like, not even like... They're supposed to be like sort of like friends because you see. They're meant them to be friends, day. and that it's the sort of thing that you could brush off as them just being um, themselves. Themselves, the you know, men. Are, yeah, the twins, the two old twins, mm. sort of thing. They they don't have many boundaries. They just push him up against the wall. But really, it's just for a big advertising thing, and it seems like there's some sort of advertising quota that the show needs to hit because. It's a terribly inappropriate time to for his wife to do this, but he sat there at the table almost comatose, like probably questioning reality, can't work out what's real and stuff like that, and she picks up the... Makoko. Makoko coffee and does a whole spiel. Makoko coffee, real bean. And he just looks at her and says... From Mount Nicaragua. Yeah, From... Mount Nicaragua. Oh, I can't say that word. Yeah. <laughs> Nicaragua. What, Jesus that? Christ, that yeah. was difficult. That, yeah, it's a real place. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and he just snaps. He's like, what are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Yeah, like... And then he picks up... She she starts to get really scared at this point because he's, he's on breaking. He's on the edge of breaking. Yeah, like, he's manic right now. He's almost, like, hit, like hitting her. But he grabs her, doesn't he? She grabs the potato peeler. Yeah. That's advertised earlier in the film and he's like what are you gonna do peel me chop me or yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he obviously grabs it off off of her and holds it to her neck yeah and then puts it to only, her neck but he only holds it against her neck because the door's like being knocked sort of thing yeah um, the door's being knocked and he's like because he, he kind of knows that someone's gonna come for him at this point if if this is all rigged the person at the door is going to be a negative presence. Mm -hmm. But it's not, well, it's Marlon. 
Yeah, it's Marlon. So you you know the big caretaker of fucking Yeah, so he Truman. Even, you know you know that you know that even then, like when he grabs her, first grabs her and then grabs her by the neck when the door's being knocked, she goes do something like oh yeah that's true she shouts do something as well like and, as, like but he's like who did you say that to yeah like who <laughs> like he is he, there then thinking like what's happening who are you talking to like why why are you saying that so marlon even though truman doesn't see marlon as a risk at this point marlon is the biggest risk really the biggest yeah the closest he, one to him yeah um and marlon takes him to a bridge and, no but before that oh before that, you see that he comes in with the pack of beer, yeah. like he always does. Yeah. And she just, his wife just goes up to him and, yeah. he's, and he's like, oh, thank God you're here. How do you expect me to work under yeah. these conditions? <coughs> <coughs> exactly. Mm. He, ju he, he just blurts that out. And Truman doesn't. He catches everything else, but that's the only thing that he doesn't like sort of see. Well, I think you know what it, I mean. Like, if he heard that, he would have been like. Well, he at that point has his head in his hands, and he because his best friend has just seen him basically abusing his wife. To him, that's how Truman uh, sees that situation. Mm -hmm. He's ashamed, <clears throat> mm -hmm. sort of thing. So he, he's probably not. Listen. She can do no wrong at this point because he's literally just been trying to kill her, sort of thing. So yeah. it doesn't really matter what she's saying to him. But then comes a masterstroke from the makers of the show to patch all this up and to make sure that this um, episode doesn't carry on. They bring back Truman's dad. They do, yeah. Because at first, one one thing that happened. Uh, early in the show with Truman's dad is that he actually um, parachuted from the top of the dome mm. and broke into it because he wanted to be back in the set. And then he became a homeless man and his dad, because obviously he's still an actor, goes up to him and starts talking to him. Now... The directors behind everything, they think it's um it's a plot to tell him that he's he's um He's on television. He's on television, but it's not. It's just the actor one wants to be back the, doing this job. In the spotlight. In the spotlight. Yeah. So then as soon as that happens, you see like ever like two actors that are like are completely different lifestyles just take this man and put him on the bus, put him on a bus. And you see Truman like hitting the bus. Everyone stop, stop the bus, stop the bus. Cause you see somebody getting abducted, uh, abducted and no one's doing anything. At first you're like, well, where's the fucking police? Why mm. is nothing happening? And as soon as the bus leaves and it's out of sight, everyone just goes back to normal. Nothing, it's like nothing ever happened. But Truman is like, why is no one doing anything? Yeah, so Truman, speaking of Marlon, who come, his best friend who c comes through with the beer every time to console him after one of these episodes and tell him that it, you know, man, it's all just, it's all just crazy and life gets hard, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he talks him round in a certain way, but you see a couple of these chats that him and Marlon have throughout the film and every single time there's a few recurring topics that come up. 
One of them being Truman wanting to get away from it all, man. Yeah. You know? Which Go is... Go to Fiji. Which is something... Including myself, I, I've heard that from a lot of different people. And I think it myself all that sometimes you just want to get away from it all. Yeah. Sort of thing. And I, I think there's a Sometimes you don't even want to tell anyone. You just want to get away. Yeah, you just want to get away. And that is quite a touching moment between Marlon and Truman because it he means that. Tr Truman does, sort yeah. of thing. And it's sick because Marlon like entertains it every time. He's like, Oh yeah, where are you gonna go? Sort of thing. Yeah. He's like Fiji. But and Marlon knows that that is horse shit and he's never going to Fiji. Of course, yeah. <laughs> like you, it, And then you just see... You see, like, him telling him, it's like, oh, I've been friends with you since I was age seven. And we, we copied each other's test results. Yeah, and if you, were, if you were right, I was right. If you were wrong, I was wrong. But, like, once you see that moment, you hear the director telling Marlon what to say. So at that moment, you're like, shit, mm. this guy is a piece of shit. Well, we'll we're, the, we're very close to nearing. There's, in my eyes, there's three phases to this film. The, third the first third of the film, you are in Truman's shoes. You... You empathise with Truman, you you see his bread and butter and what his life is, and therefore that makes him discovering the fakeness of it all so much more intriguing and rewarding. But then, after the dad gets reintroduced, we, as Martin says, we're introduced to the creator of the show, whose name I'm forgetting. Christoph. Christoph. That's it. Christoph is the maker of the show, and Martin just referred to him as a piece of shit, which is very interesting because I was well, I was it, more, it's valid because it's an incredible. I was more saying Marlin, because even though he's an actor, mm. like, and even though everyone else in that, he's probably whole the best dome, actor out of all of them. Yeah, <laughs> like in that whole dome, is an actor, and they're trying to play play a role mm. that's still a shitty thing to do well the wife and the wife you actually and hear the mother, like everything yeah you actually hear the <clears throat> christoph saying so after that whole episode and the dads reintroduced for the first time you see outside of the dome and you see how much of an impact the truman show has and you see lots of different kinds of people around the world watching the truman show from Two old grandmas sat on the sofa and they've got Truman cushions and Truman curtains and Truman wallpaper. You see guys in New... Uh, a load of people in a bar in New York sat watching it. You see two policemen watching it. You see a uh, Chinese, Japanese, Asian family watching it. It It's a worldwide phenomenon. There's a very funny guy in the bath as well and who seems to watch this show exclusively in his bath. That's right, yeah, like only in his bath. He stays there for about two days at least. Yeah, and you, you see how, pe how much people love the show. And it's kind of like a documentary on the Truman Show is what it cuts to really, isn't mm -hmm. it? And you see an interview with... The creator. Christoph, the creator. And I think this is a very interesting element of the show because you start to question the morals of this man and... His argument is that Truman was an unwanted baby. 
And he has given Truman a life that he would not have been able to live otherwise. A very yeah. privileged life, really. Everything. Compa yeah, compared to what the world would have given him if he was an orphan. Potentially, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> he does have that leg to stand on. But then there's some very fine line situations. And obviously we've spoken about this love interest that Truman had that basically told him or gave him enough information for him to continue to be curious as he grew up about his the nature of his reality. And she, we see her, she watches the show. She is a... We'll get introduced to her like later on, yeah. Yeah. And, she, and she's what... They, Christoph started taking questions, questions on this from, documentary. It's yeah. the first ever interview with Christoph, the creator of the Truman Show, and he, he takes a few questions. And her name is um, Sylvia. Sylvia, and she she calls in and basically questions Christoph's. She says, "You're controlling him. This is absolutely awful. He he's ignorant of <clears throat> the of the actual reality." And Christoph says, well, he is, he's safe. And he, he turns it back on her almost. And it's almost malicious. Like, you, that is the closest I think Christoph comes to becoming a villain in this film is mm -hmm. when he, he's kind of saying, like, I know Truman deeper than anyone. Than anyone. And he's don't, been filming him since the wound. He says, don't you think because you looked Truman in the eye for a couple of minutes that Truman remembers you or Truman wants you? He belittles her. He makes yeah. her feel because he's kind of like implying that she is is fame hungry and she wants her five minutes in the spotlight sort yeah. of thing. But you 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 quickly like see that Truman is just like getting pictures of every every well, like. So Truman is it's almost like a dream. Uh, a lot of those situations that are fabricated, like imagine that actually happening. Like a girl, you ask a girl out. She's acting like crazy and she's like, we have to go right now. And then you run to a beach, you kiss, <coughs> and then a man in a car turns up and says that she's schizophrenic and takes her away. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, what? What just happened? Yeah. Like, you'd yeah, think yeah. it was a dream sort mm. of thing. And he is obviously pining over this moment for the majority of his life because he is cutting out women's faces from all sorts of different magazines and trying to pose her face from memory just so we can see it again because i imagine it was one of the most beautiful moments of his life you can, yeah you can see it like he would not like every time he saw it would just not stop staring at her like she is the true love of his life like mm. like it was for, uh, it was love at first sight basically and truman knows as well that his wife his show wife doesn't like him he says at yeah, one point, like, yeah. you don't like me. Why do you keep going on? Why do you keep doing this when you don't like me? He, he's he's perceptive. He's mm -hmm. very perceptive. And, well, I guess if you were to question the nature of your reality, you'd become rather perceptive. But it, get, going into, like, the sh like the bit of the show where she, he, she keeps saying, let's have a baby. If oh, you, yeah, that is the... Um, the goal, so the first televised birth has happened on this show, the first televised, all sorts of records have been broken on this show, and the goal they're kind of moving towards, the arc, the story arc that they want to happen is the first baby to be conceived, grown, and born on television. Yeah. 
So which it which it obviously if you if you watch the film, you know that that doesn't happen. Well, it's being pushed because it it's good for money, it's good for branding, it's a very emotional moment. It would be an incredible thing for everybody to watch sort mm -hmm. of thing. And going to Fiji and all this shit that Truman's talking about does not fit into that mold. Mm -hmm. So he's... He, even... He tries to book a flight at one point to Fiji and they set up this, like, real estate... Not real estate, what am I on about? Um, they set up this travel agent place and on the wall, there's, like, a picture of a plane with lightning, like, going straight through the middle of it. And it's yeah. like, it could be you. Yeah, this could be you. All sorts of scare like, techniques. Wh why would you have that at a travel agent who's trying to sell you flights? There was a film. There's a film he's watching at one point as well. And it's... Um, the synopsis of it is being read out. And it says... This film highlights the joys of small-town suburban life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. And it... It's all propaganda. They, they use techniques. Dare I say they use techniques that are used in everyday life by many different companies to to condition you into living a certain way. Yeah. Sort like, of thing. even the radio, when he's always... Because he's always cheery when he's in his car mm. and he always talks to his radio because he's thinking, ah, he thinks nothing of it. But everything he says... It's being repeated back. Well, it's like he's having a conversation yeah, with the radio, basically. But he doesn't think that that's happening. But the actor that's mm. saying the radio, like he knows, being the pronouncer, that he knows what he's saying, so he like answers accordingly. And at the beginning, when that light falls from the sky, he gets in the car the next day, and he's thinking about it. And on the radio, it says a plane was shedding parts last night. Yeah, and he's like. But to take your mind off the scary thought of flying, here's some nice music. Yeah. And they they condition him. So all the things that happen then get justified the next day on the radio with some or the, the television or yeah. something like that. And it it's in it, it it's incredible mm. on one hand. Like it's an incredible production, mm -hmm. but, but at it's... the same hand, it's disgusting. Yeah. It, like going back going back to to the director, mm. Christoph. Yeah. He, like, that's lit. <sighs> you see him at one point, sort of like while he's, while Truman is sleeping, sort of stroke the screen where his nose is. So just to be like, just to be, just to be like, oh, yeah, they're there, they're there. Meaning <laughs> that this is like his actual baby. Like, he. There's a deep love for Truman. Yeah. He literally, like, loved Truman so much that... But it's almost, to me, I liken it to... It's like kidnapping someone. In the sense that... If you were to hold someone in a basement, for example, that you'd kidnapped, you now control every element of their life. Yeah. And what they experience. Yeah. And there's this... He... There's some people that would think what Gustav is doing is, like, disgusting. And I think if the Truman Show... Obviously, that film was made with the... Um, the morals of 1996, when it was made. 97. Yeah. Well, it was released in 97. I'm assuming it was filmed from 95 to 97 or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and <clears throat> if that 
film was released now, definitely if that film was released now, there'd be way more... There wouldn't be that many people being into that being a show. One person. Stop. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And it's for half an hour, not two minutes. Yeah, and it's not going to be a bore, like. So, go back to your point in three... No, no, hang on. I just need to remember where I was. I... <clears throat> three, two, one, go. I think if The Truman Show was released in 2019, or this climate that we live in, it wouldn't portray as many people in the film enjoying the show. I think there would be more people like the love interest mm -hmm. that thinks it's all disgusting. Yeah. Because we live in a hyper... Well, we're kind of going through this thing at the moment where we're analysing society's morals mm -hmm. and we're, we're kind of combing with a fine comb of what... Yeah, fine-tooth comb of what is what is correct in society right now. And I think a lot of what Christoph does is immoral, really. It's all... I feel like it's all immoral. Because there's some beautiful, tangible moments. Like, that... So, is it... So th this it takes us nicely into the last third of the film. Because that... What happens... We can cut this out, it's fine. You think it's all immoral? Look, look, like, the, if you think about it, right, this is where people need to start, like, people that are giving up their babies mm. need to start thinking, like, not every parent that has a foster parent will be a good parent. Like, this is basically, he's been, he was... Um, like even on the on the film, it says that Truman has been was bought was an unwanted pregnancy, mm -hmm. and he was the first baby to ever be adopted by an organization by a corporation by a corporation. That Sorry. is a crazy that shit. If you can imagine the headline, uh, Nike buys baby, and everyone being like, "No, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah." Like, you like this but it doesn't read good as a headline no but <laughs> it also like puts it like if you watch this film and you're thinking let um one day of given instead of not having instead of like uh, having an abortion and giving your baby up for adoption like there is so many people out there that could be like yeah i'm nice all up front Mm. Like in the in the Truman Show, oh, I'm I'm this way all, all the time, blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. And then behind the scenes, they're all fucking like they're just acting. They're all acting. They're both acting, and they make that children's life a living hell. But they don't. <clears throat> and I'm not say I'm not saying they don't make his life hell to an extent. Being. They no, they don't make him his life hell, but his life is all about money. It's all a show. Well, it's to all make money. Yeah, and we 
obviously that film was released in 1997. You've got a thing that's pre-iPhone. Yeah. That's pre... I mean, the internet was around, but the no social media. Social media doesn't exist. No, because there's no iPhone. Um... Or no, no touchscreen phone. Yeah, so there's it's it's a different world that that film was released in, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Even it was, you know, twenty, twenty or so years ago, yeah. and I think if it, again, yeah, if it was released now, it would be seen very different. It feels very weird to be talking like this about a film like The Truman Show because I consider that to be like a film I grew up with, and I consider myself to not be that old yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. No, yeah, I get it. But it, it so. is. It's an old film and times have changed yeah. since it has come out. So I think if it... I don't, yeah, I don't think the plot would have to be changed for it to be released now. I mean, it, it can't... Like, if, if they made a new film, like The Truman Show, The Truman Show, mm. um, like, let's say a sequel... Yeah. I feel like he would be able to figure out... Quicker. A lot quicker. quicker. Yeah, oh, a lot quicker. There'd be a whole load of things that you that have to be new plot points for, like the internet. and Yeah. Yeah, like you could, you know, there'd be a lot. It, you couldn't do it. I you, don't think you could do it. You could not do it with the amount mm. of, like, technology that's out there now. But you I th- know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it raises a really interesting point about... So what is cruel about Truman's experience? Because he manages to lead... We can assume that Truman is, like, 30, would you say? Yeah, 30, 35. Yeah, I would say... Yeah, maybe he's thinking about kids, so, like, 30 to 35 sort of thing. So he's managed to live up until 30 relatively happy. True. It's only at age 30 that... Because there's a lot for him to discover sort of thing in mm. in the world until it starts to fall apart until he can start to see the the bigger picture the bigger picture that it's all created but like having so like having being stuck in a like in a one place like you constantly want to if you want to go and explore the world you you can't cuz that no no they won't let you. He doesn't know, though. At the start, he doesn't know. There's a point when he realises his world is a prison. There's a, if literally, there's a wall. And yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. But he... it. That's what makes this film kind of scarily real, is that you can live... Not that life is a prison, but I think the message of this film would be that you are in control of your destiny. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is realising that to you're in control. Yeah. You can do anything. Anything, yeah. You could, like, stop... You could change every element of your life tomorrow if you had the will to. And that's the thing. Truman is, he like... Does. he's Well, he's swept up in the repetitive kind of cycles of life and it's only when he he, there's no need to question his reality he's never had a reason to question his reality till that moment until that that first moment with his true love they yeah to be with and it takes something like that to kind of snap you out of these systems it happens to me when you 
when you have an experience that is out of the norm, <clears throat> not like a weird experience necessarily, but just you might have had like a really good night somewhere that you didn't normally go mm -hmm. or something like that. And you, you're kind of like, this is outside of my normal set of activities. Mm -hmm. And it... Outside of your normality. Yeah, and it raises up, it makes you realise that everything's fluid. Like that, my, what is normality? Normality is just a set of things that I do all the time and a set yeah. of places that I go all the time and a set of people that I see all the time. Set of meal that you have all the time. Exactly. It's all shit that you can change. It, it, it becomes quite difficult to change because you're like, oh, well, after work, I go home. And then when I go home, I do this. And like, it, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it seems to make sense. Yeah. Until you have a reason to question it. And what if you never have a reason, you know, what if a reason never comes up to question it and you just live your whole life like that mm. sort of thing? Which would have happened if it didn't fall in love with Sylvia. Yeah. A.K.A. Lauren Garland. <laughs> you only know that because you... Uh, either way, either way, Google I know Because Google messed it. the casting up. I know it. Yeah, but like, it's... And you've been looking into this enigma, who is Lauren Garland and <laughs> yeah, who and does I, she now, play in this now film? Now I know. Now I know. Okay? Now we know it's, she plays Sylvia. Yeah, she plays Sylvia. Not but like the wife. It it kind of, it just weirded me out a little bit, seeing that it says, oh, she plays Sylvia, but in the description it says she plays uh, Lauren Garland. So I was like, who does she play then? Three different characters or what? No, it was just a Google algorithm. Pro like, oh, well, it no, but it was right. They were both right. The one. Oh, okay. Because she's called Sylvia and Lauren Gar, and the real name is oh, Sylvia. Oh, I'm with you. So and yeah, the yeah. Actor name. It in wasn't the film, wrong. It wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. It was right. But obviously, I didn't. I didn't know that that was. That was what it was till we watched the show. Because obviously I showed you at the start. I was like, what's mm. wrong here? What's happening? Yeah. But they were both right. It's fine. So. Something I. Another like big takeaway from this is that. I think this film is a good indication that humans are not meant to live in a repetitive cycle. No. And it actively causes. Questions. Well, uh, craziness yeah. for all, all those words that are slapped on Truman, like nervous breakdown. You're just you've got a wild imagination. He gets told that he has a lot of different problems with himself, sort of thing, to keep his mind in check, sort of thing. And I, you know, in real life, the people that have vivid imaginations and that are kind of out there with their thinking are also called crazy mm -hmm. sort of thing, like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, imagine if that wasn't the case, that, like, they're not really being crazy. It's just they're seeing their own life in a different way. Well, if imagine a large amount of people that are all in that cycle of doing the repetitive things. And then you've got like a small percentage of people that are in their imagination and they're talking for all extensive purposes to the people that are in the, I'm going to call it the nine to five cycle. Mm -hmm. it, it has no value. 
it's not adding anything to their cycle like this this creative talk this imagination talk it doesn't it, they need to wake up tomorrow for work because they need to earn money because they've got rent yeah. and a mortgage and probably a baby and a car and finance and a fucking apple watch coming next week and all sorts of shit and they don't want to hear it no because a lot of people that are out there with their thinking and are flexible with their imagination are often pondering the structure of society and the nature of reality and things like that and what is the point in doing all that? You can waste a lot of time doing that when there's money to be made and when there's... It's not very practical. No. Sort of thing. And But if Truman didn't think like that, he never would have broken out of his... Cage. Prison. Yeah, prison. You see, you see how, like, when we're in the third uh, part of the film... Mm. Like when you're watching the film, when you watch the first, the first part, second part, and then the third part, you, you can like you can see the progressiveness because like when you just before just before the third part starts, you can sort of see Truman going back to normality, but is it really normality or is that just a decoy? So they to keep them happy. Well, he almost lives for... in a bit of a sunken dream for a second. He um, so he he, he tolerates he... it. He's aware of the algorithm of yeah. the the systems in his life. That's right, and he he kind of knows. So he's like, how can I tr how can I trick him? How how do I trick him so they don't find me? They don't see me. Um, so he he makes he makes up this. This um, recording of him snoring. Yeah, and he he locks himself in a cupboard. He makes it look like he's sleeping. He goes down to his basement, and after this whole breakdown episode, his life's gone back to some sort of normality, and they've got rid of his wife, who obviously broke down due to the stress of having to be with Truman, and she's left the show, and they've introduced a new... New love interest. And Vivian. Vivian. And at some point, she, he goes downstairs to his basement under the guise of tidying up. And then he appears to take a nap. And that he, he's, he's a couple of hours into a nap. And Kristoff, the director of the show, questions it. He says, what's he doing? Get me a close-up on, on his face. And they can't seem to get a close-up. It, it doesn't... He's angled it in such a way that he you can't see his face. Mm -hmm. So they send Marlon over with a case of beer to smooth things over. Constant Mar like <laughs> Marlon, the one and only friend that he ever has. So Marlon turns up, and it becomes very apparent all of a sudden, as the quilt is ripped off, that Truman is not under there. There is a tape recorder with the snoring noise coming out of it. A large snowman, amongst other things. And then he opens up a closet to find that Truman locked himself in there and dug up directly into his front lawn and ran. Truman is now missing. Mm. 
which kind of brings you, it brings the whole thing full circle because you've lived the first half of the film in the shoes of Truman, the second half of the film kind of in the shoes of Christoph. Uh, Christoph, Christoph, yeah. I say Chris, keep on going to say Gustav. <laughs> and it comes out as Christav. Christav. <laughs> like some weird hybrid. Christoph, um, yeah, so it becomes this big hunt where you don't actually know where Truman is for a second. And I actually think this the the last third of the film is the most touching part yeah of the whole film because it transpires after sending the whole production team all over the place all over uh sea haven to try and find truman they realize that they're not checking the oceans which seem completely out of bounds because that is obviously Truman's uh, number one fear. But yeah. they raise the sun, and lo and behold, there is Truman out in the ocean. No one can get to him because no one can drive a boat, drive a boat because they're all actors. Yeah. So it really is just Truman on the salty seas at this point. And what that means is that it's really just Truman and Kristoff at this point. Mm -hmm. Kristoff has control of the environment. Truman has control of his destiny. Mm -hmm. And it, dare I say it, it's just man and God, really. For all extensive purposes, Kristoff is Truman's God. That's right, yeah. He controls he, every he element. He is in Fiji. Fiji. He, yeah, he's in Fiji right now. He is. And you can see how, like... I should point out, he's really in the moon. All of this is ran from the moon. Kristav's yeah. base is inside the moon and he has his control center in there where he can see all the cameras and not the actual moon, but the a, a man-made moon that inside is the dome. Inside the dome. Yeah. So it's not actually the moon. And Truman has escaped on a boat. I'll point out the boat was called the Santa Maria. And the Santa Maria ugh, the Santa Maria was one of three boats that Christopher Columbus manned to America for the first time. Is it? Yeah, so, so he, finding new ground. Yeah, so yeah. he's literally going out there to find something new. Yeah. You can you can you can sort of see like his, his excitement. He's like, "Oh, I knew it all. I knew well, he what looked, happened." He looked, and he's just like, "I'm coming." He I'm looks coming. so at peace. Yeah, or kind of excited. Yeah, he's so excited. He's like, "Finally, I get to live." Uh, leave this place and never come back. And obviously, at this point, Christoph is like, ah, we need to get him back. Well, at any cost. It's. I think it's really interesting seeing Christoph's emotions in this bit because it's, it's messing his, with his duality. Yeah, because it's his baby. his baby. Yeah, he's been his baby. He's like entire career there's a good line so in the bit where they lose truman it's the first time in ten thousand days that the truman show is thousand nine hundred and nine days i hope that that is the correct number and i hope someone calls you up on it if it's not um it the right number <laughs> yeah it goes off and there's a point when some network executive is saying to christoph um you have to get this back online. We're having sponsors call up and they're going to pull out. And Christoph says, why? We've had more viewers just viewing this screen that says we'll be back shortly than we've ever had. Yeah. The, the best. Everyone, everyone's like, what? This has been going on 
for decades. So the why is it off now? The sus- you know yeah, the suspense of it being it's like off. killing everyone. Mm. And when they turn it back on, they are met with Truman's smiling face, and they see that he's on this boat. And there must be so many different emotions going through Kristoff's head at this point. Kristoff's head at this point because. <laughs> <laughs> because he he has to bear so many things in mind the the ratings and the the future of the show but then he also has to bear in mind that he is a father to Truman basically yeah and there must be some part of him that um probably scared like imagine imagine you being a father and you've got this like small thing that listens to you sort of thing and it like respects you and stuff like that you'd be scared about it growing up yeah but at the end of the day like Kristoff, as one, never met him and has only seen him on film. Yeah, but we can see... Like, uh, you can see that the emotion... Kristoff... Like, he has some sort of, like, like, feel, like, deep emotion for Truman. He does. But Truman doesn't have the same effect because... Well, there's a great line about that just near the end of the film. Um, But, yeah, I think Kristoff does kind of feel like he is inside Truman's head to a certain mm-hmm. point. And we see this because he kind of disciplines Truman as a parent might when they're being naughty. Yeah. And he... He, shouldn't be, he fucking throws a storm at Well, he turns him. up the weather program. Yeah. Because, as we said, he has complete control over Truman's environment, and that includes the weather. So... He turns it up. He turns the weather up and a storm is brewed. And this... One thing to point out about that scene when you find out about the weather is that once you go through the film, uh, at the start, when he's at the beach by himself, (laughs) you see that water just rains down on him. Obviously, now, something goes wrong with the yeah. weather sequence and it only rains on Truman. And only. He catches at this for a second. He kind of walks to the left slightly and he's, he's not getting wet anymore. And it's like just looking up and it's like, what? Well, he goes happening? a bit crazy. And yeah, it, and then it, the, the water moves towards him. And then you see you see that like, shit, something, something's happening. Mm. Something's happening here that has caused the, the, that bit of... Uh, land to just rain on mm. and then he just keeps walking but all of a sudden right. he all of a sudden it all starts raining yeah it all starts uh, raining but just to show that he's like oh I love that any that's how he reacts in a very excited way when something weird happens anytime anything out of the normal happens he shows almost a giddiness yeah, of excitement like, oh, and it's it's very much how we'd act Martin now if like I don't know, a ball of light like flew across the room. Oh, I'll be freaking out. Yeah, we'd be like, whoa! I'll, like, I'll be freaking out. I'll be like, what the fuck's happening? Exactly. We'd be going like crazy and that. But I will be touching it. Like, you shouldn't. I'm not going to get into the history of <laughs> balls of light, but I'll just. Don't touch them, Martin. Why? I've. There's all sorts of reports of people seeing balls of light and stuff like that. And some of them claim that, like, they cured their cancer and stuff. 
By touching it? Yeah, by them being around. But then, then other people have claimed that it's like killed them. How would they know? What? Don't fuck... This is not a conversation <laughs> for right now. <laughs> this is a conversation we'll be having on the drive home later. Okay, all right. All right. I just wanted to. I'm to not derailing. The... I'll be touching it, and you're like, "Oh, some people claim they killed them. What? Did they come back to life or something?" I'm saying that the most realistic scenario for a ball of light coming through this room will be something called ball lightning. You don't want to touch lightning, do you? Well, no, not really. Well, don't touch it. If it's healing cancer, bro, like you don't even know what it could be. Just a ball of light. So anyway, let's get, let's go back to tree room. We're getting off topic a little bit. How did we get? Oh yeah, so we were saying that he. We see you see that he controls the weather even from that scene. Yeah. Right. So you. Much to the dismay of everyone in the studio, he says, "Turn it up. Turn Conjure it up. Under a storm. Do it. Give give it to me. Give me some lightning." Give me, give me more lightning, mm. more lightning, and, and then at the end, everyone see... is saying to him, like there, you can see the hazard. This is the pinnacle. Well, it's the the limit of what some of the members of the crew are willing to put Truman through. Yeah, and this is they are starting to see the immoral side of this. So only at this point, yeah, you, which is like you can actually tell that that dude. There's one... What, 30 years afterwards, you know? What the well, fuck? I know the the actor's name, I think, is Paul Giamatti, but the... The one with the beard. Yeah, the assistant. Yeah. He... He he comes off as this in every film, but he come, he does it in this film. He comes across as rather stressed and yeah. pissed off. And I imagine... Yeah, he does that in a lot He of does films. it in every single a film. A lot but of films. Maybe he was cast for this exact reason, because I imagine he's like... He's the middleman between the rest of the crew and Gus fucking Kristoff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling oh. this episode Gustav yeah, now. Gustav. Um, yeah, he he's like the middleman between Kristoff and the crew, and you can see that that's taken a toll on him emotionally, especially when the storm's being brewed because he, he he actually backs out. He yeah. won't do it at one yeah, point. Yeah, he like, won't put it to nah. full because you. The whole storm is like getting to a point where Truman comes off the boat, but then comes like swims back onto the boat. But then there's one point where he, they can make waves mm. to sort of big tidal wave. And yeah, it, big, the, the whole thing culminates really with a big tidal wave. Yeah. So uh, like when when Kristoff actually says hit him with the wave, this. This character's like, no, I won't do it. That's the la that like him saying that's the last straw. Mm. I I'll do anything, but not do that because it could kill him. And even one of the big, big, even higher than the director says, we can't kill a man on national television. Like and his response is, he was born on national television. Yeah, he was, <laughs> you know, he was born in front of a live audience. Yeah, why not? Like. Like, well, that's all he says. Say, yeah, 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 just to... He kind of, like, insinuating he can die in front of a live audience. It, yeah, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Because you know that if that carried on and he didn't question any of it, he would have died mm. in front of a live audience. But by... it's, it's almost like a father 
kind of testing his child. Yeah. He's like, you think you're ready for this? You yeah. think you're ready for the real world? We'll yeah. try some of this. Yeah. And then he just thing. like waves, waves. Yeah. You see him like sort of... Uh, you see him underwater. It seems all is lost for a second. Yeah. But you you, you think at first you're like, oh shit, is this going to be the end of the film? And then you sort of like, you see that, oh, mm. he comes back on the boat. Then the waves hit and you're like, oh, this is it. This is it. Done. And then after the third hit, Kristoff is sort of like, that's enough. Turn it off. Yeah, turn it off. That's enough. If he survives this, he can survive anything. And he had, you, you can see that Truman is actually Relief. defying Kristoff's expectations yeah, of him. Yeah, by at this saying, point. like, is that all you got? Because at the beginning, when he first turns the storm on, one of the members of the crew questions him and he says, he'll get scared. He said, don't worry, Truman will get scared. Yeah. So it like, true, Truman is constantly defying Kristoff's expectations yeah. at this point. Because he's thinking, he's going to get scared, but then he doesn't. He thinks like, tr little boy, yeah. Truman. Because it, I think there is, it's very um, telling of like the relationship between a parent and a child. This last half, of the last third of the film. Because it, it's very... Just imagine having a kid and, like, it's at that point where it's ready to leave you. Yeah. You'd, like, be... You wouldn't you, want to yeah, send you, it out, almost. Yeah, you'd be devastated because of what, like, you've experienced and, like... Have you seen that Pixar short? It was before The Incredibles 2. We saw it. It was about that... Oh, the... Yeah, the little dumpling yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, the little dumpling where, where she's, like... She loves it so much that she accidentally eats it. Yeah, because yeah. she, she wants to keep that sort of like... Connection with her yeah. child, yeah. But then you actually see the actual child come back and mm. talk to her. Because it's and, really that... It's, it's before The Incredibles 2, if you don't know. I think it's called Foe, P-H-O, the short. I might be wrong about that. That might be I a Taiwanese restaurant yeah. in Leicester. It, it, there is a Taiwanese restaurant. Or Vietnamese. Um, <laughs> it might all... Bo. I know why it's called Bo as well, because those little dumplings are called Bo. They're made of like a thing called Bo in Japanese food. They are. I'm right. B-A-O, I'm sure. B-A-O? Yeah. Or I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. But um, that... The the little dumpling boy is in her head. Yeah. And then... The little dumpling boy is in her head. And then you... Um, you At the end, you see the reality that... They get along as a family, but mm -hmm. it's only in the mother's kind of emotions that she wishes to have her son back sort of thing. Yeah, she but, wishes to have a little dumpling back. <laughs> I think you see in the last third of this film that same dynamic between Kristoff and Truman. Mm -hmm. And he's almost like... He almost finds Truman's want to leave the show disrespectful. And it's almost the same thing as like, oh, you want to move out? Like, you want to leave this house? Try and do better sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, like, there you go, I ain't going to help you. See yeah, you. I'm like... Try the harsh realities of the world. So what happens after the storm is Truman kind of comes to. Yeah, he's really like he, he's, beaten by this these three waves that hit him hard. He's at the end of his wick. He, he's kind of 
uh, on the edge of consciousness. But sort he's of thing. still going on. He's like, I'm going to get out. And I'm all throughout that, out. he's shouting at Christoph as well, who doesn't quite know exists just yet. He, yeah. He's, he's he fairly just, sure. He just knows that there's someone pulling the strings. And he's just saying... And he's shouting, come on, give me more! Yeah, like, if you if you want to get me off this boat, you're going to have to kill me. <laughs> There's a bit where he's like, what do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a drunken sailor? Like, he's singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, like, so happy. He's like, oh. Well, he's, like, manic. Like, he's, like... Lost it. Yeah, he's 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 given it his all. Yeah, so, and, you, yeah, you see, you see that happening, and you, you see that... True. After all that wave happens and um, all that storm settles, he's finally like put the cell back up. It's mo- the wind is moving him, mm. and he hits the wall. He hits he, the wall. The, he hits the wall of the dome. The um, I have no idea. I'm going to use a bit of boating terminology that I think applies here, but it's going to be wrong. The stern of the boat. Hits the wall. It's not going to be the stern. It won't be the stern. (laughs) But I know stern is a boat terminology, and I'm going to roll with it. The stern of the boat hits the wall, and when I say the wall, I I mean a a sky blue painted wall that emulates uh, miles of clouds, and the boat goes straight through it. And this is Truman's first. I love the terminology of like it breaking through the wall because. In, um, if you were to do the shamanic brew ayahuasca DMT, they call that breaking through. Like you, when you detach from your, um, when you detach from your ego, you have broken through. Yeah. Into the truth. Yeah. And this film really is just one man's hunt for the truth. Yeah. Sort of thing. What? Yeah, like he wants to know what is going on. Why is his life so important compared to everyone else's? Yeah, and it, uh, the truth is just what he wants of everything. He just wants the truth. And he, that breaking through moment is confirmation of you see it in his face it's like that like it's almost relief he's like i knew it yeah. i was right yeah there it, was something going on there was something it. going on and then you see him punching like he punches the wall he's the, trying to break through he's it trying and to he break through it and then he finally gets off the boat he looks he to sees, his right he and, looks to his right and he sees a path a beautiful Blue. Staircase. Yeah, blue path leading up, in uh, leading up to the staircase, and then he goes up the staircase and sees the door that says it says exit, exit. and it's exit. like, oh fuck, there's an exit to this. That's it. Like I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm guessing like that when he saw that, he felt relief, but he also felt fear, re- fear, mm, very very scared. He's like. There's an exit, but where am I going? You know that wall exists, you know. I've seen that wall. The Great Wall of China? Not one, <laughs> no, the large <laughs> blue wall we were talking about about two minutes ago, not the Great Wall of China. <laughs> yeah, they do say the Great Wall of China, ain't it? That big blue wall, Yeah. I've seen that in real life. Where? It's at uh, Universal Studios in America. Really? And it's massive. 
and it's it? got water all in front of it. And it's it's still there. They use it for all sorts of different... I think it was used in the Pirates of the Caribbean films for some of the sea wow. bits and stuff like that. But it's... Uh, That's good to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you see you see that he sees exit. He sees... He, he, he's um, relieved and uh, scared all at the same time. It's a lot um, of emotion. Yeah. And it's for the emotional. And then you see that... And for the... You see Truman's... You see Christoph trying one last trick. Well, this is the first time Christoph and Truman speak to one another. Yeah. Like, and I will point out that you get that beautiful shot of Truman looking at the sky. Like he's talking to God. And it's like he's talking to God. Right. And Christoph is talking to him <laughs> and basically... I'm, I'm just not going to acknowledge it anymore. Christoph. Christoph! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why do you have to put an A? It's an O, Christoph. It's just the pressure of being on microphone. It's like, oh. I've always hated exams, Martin. <laughs> and this is a form of exam. Um, I, I've never hated an exam. I'm, I'm all about not good at it. I'm just, all about coursework. Uh, yeah, fair play. <laughs> I'm um, all about practical work. So, Christoph speaks to him and says... Basically, you can't leave is basically the mis- the this the point of what he's saying. He's, he's sa- trying to. He says, "I uh, I know you, Truman." And Truman says, quite importantly to him, "You've never been in my head." Yeah, you've you, never put a camera in my head. Yeah, the, yeah, you've never put a camera in my head, and that is quite telling. How all the people that are watching Truman might feel like they know Truman, but they've never. Been in his head. They don't. They don't know him. They know. They know what's been shown to them. Yeah. Through TV, media, uh, yeah, and all that sort of shit. And that is, that creates a very interesting kind of comment on how we digest our our media, because I th- I know for a fact that I've you know it relates to what we talking to earlier about how the brain processes television and film characters as as friends we've never met these people and it i know i i do it on instagram and social media i have people that i've never met but i just like the aesthetic or the the image that they are portraying online and you fool yourself into thinking you know them and then all of a sudden you find that you've got this social media full of all these people you don't know you don't know them, and no. you've just created versions of them in your head yeah 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 it, it's bonkers and then it's just the same as like when i uh play play uh, games you 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 meet a lot of people online mm. to play with and you may be playing with these people for like years and they'd be telling you about your life and you've been telling them about your life uh, and at the end of the day, you don't like you don't really know them because you've not really met them and had a like a proper good connection other than online. You've just seen a glimmer. Yeah, that you can just you can just be you can just sort of be talking to them and they could be just everything that they say to you could be a lie. Exactly. You could be anyone for a day. Yeah. So. But like whenever you but when you do that when you portray that persona for so long 
to a person, you you, well, you kind of like... There comes a point when it's fight or flight and it's like, oh, am I going to be myself? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, it's it's one of them It's one of them things that, like, if you portray that for so long, you, you get into a habit, you're like, oh, this person's doing this, this person's doing that. It's mm. sort of like how Truman feels that his life is going. He's like, well, shit, like, it's constantly... The same. the same thing well, that, over and over again. That's something that I, I've i thought about a lot in recent times, about how there's like a, a group of... What is your life? Like, your life, I've, I said this earlier, is a selection of places you go, a selection of people you see, and a selection of actions that you do. And some of those you do every single day. And... If all of a sudden you decided to just do like the direct opposite of all that shit, it becomes incredibly difficult because all the people in your life know you for one thing. Yeah. Sort of thing. And unless you kind of do it all at once in some sort of grandiose way, it you can't do that. You can't like change everything all at once about mm. your life. So it has to be in you do it in stages and it leaves people kind of being like, What's he doing? Yeah. And that scepticism from the people around you can actually stop you doing, doing the it. changing. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just stuck. you just stuck, yeah. Yeah, and I can very much... And that is probably something that can be chalked up to, like, self-doubt or something within oneself. No, it's not the people's fault that no, you surround like yourself cause with. They, yeah, the people that you surround yourself with are people that... If you did something different... They're intrigued and they, they want well, to know. Well, so, so, some of them are intrigued. Some of them are like, I haven't known you to be that person and I've only lied to you because you've been that person. But yeah. now that you're changing, it's sort of putting me at the difficult situation. You're now, because, a, well, you're now a question mark yeah, to that. Yeah, because you're not like, am I your friend or am I not your friend? Do you get what I'm saying? Very much so. Or am I like, am I, am I going to be a part of your life when you do change or not? Do you get what I'm saying? Because yeah, we've yeah. been going through the same situation, same sort of actions mm. and same sort of, same sort of places all the time that now that you're changing up all the time, are you still going to be a person that, the same person as before? Like Yeah, and if like, and if you're not going to be that same person that you were before, then, then was all that a lie? Yeah. Sort of thing. It, it raises questions like that. and That's what they, that, that's what the person that is looking at you change things. And I'm like, unless you ask me, how can you know mm. anything? Like and generally, that? if you're going to think that, then I think then you're you're not changing yourself. No. Because everyone should change all the time. Really, yeah. You want to flow like water, really. Like every day you want to try and get better. Yeah. Sort try of to get down the river or into the ocean. Like, I, that's one of the things I like about like Truman that, Mm. Um, just just gets to you that that little ending bit where he's talking to Kristoff and he's just staring at this open door. You see the blackness. back of his head for ages, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you just see this 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 door of blackness and Kristoff is just going on and he's like, I've given you a better life than what out there will ever do for you. Yeah. Um, I've 
I've made, I've made your world, mm. basically, is what he's trying to say. Like, I've made your world for you to live in peacefully. And he says something that is very true. Um, maybe not particularly moral, but he, he says out there in the real world, the same lies that you have found in my world exist. Yeah. The same darkness, the same... It's, but you're not protected from it, whereas I can protect you from it. Yeah. Here, which, there again, ties into that kind of parent idea that yeah. I was saying. Um, but you know that like you see Truman and he, he's just there like staring at this this exit, mm. like the black emptiness of that exit. And all of a sudden he just turns around almost to the camera. Yeah, very says, much to the camera. Yeah, it's the last thing he'll ever say to the yeah. camera. And he just it just goes on like he a normal day. Well, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, good night. And then he walks in. But then then you see a scene of the his one true love, Sylvia, running out of her apartment. Because she knows. She knows yeah. that she he's gonna he's gonna get out. Mm. And if like throughout the film you like maybe halfway through the sec the second third of the film you see you see that she watches everything that he does in despair yeah as opposed to the rest yeah, of the people that she, are watching yeah, enjoy exactly, because she wants him to live a normal life and what he's doing right now it's not really normal because it's being televised well it's yeah. being controlled that is yeah, it's, it's the control tra- element yeah. that she that is immoral that there's an ignorance. Truman is ignorant to the control mm-hmm. that has been placed on his life. And in closing, I think that this sh- film raises important questions about number one, the nature of your own reality and your ability to control your destiny and achieve your dreams. What's stopping you from doing that? It raises great questions about how we consume media and how we idolise things that come to us via screens. That's what I'll say. Uh, Television, movies, your phone, your laptop, and the characters that exist out there in the hyperspace, you know? Um, Until you've met them face-to-face, I wouldn't really have too much to say about any of these people, like artists and stuff like that and... You've not met them. <laughs> like there's uh, one thing that I've just <laughs> thought about, and it may uh, obviously it may sound weird, but it was a twenty four hour show mm. for however many years till he actually left, and thinking about it, like did they record every single aspect of it? Showering, in the toilet, sex. Um, he was meant to be in his late twenties, if you count ten thousand days. In his late twenties. Yeah. Either way. Which is a great time to be having these feelings of because you you've been in the working world for a few years, and you've experienced real life, the repetitive cycle of it, and then you start to have the questions. So I think the bigger questions mm-hmm. about. Uh, you you and I get it, but like. You see that it's a twenty-four hour service mm. for, for however many 
years it was. Obviously, it was 10,909 yeah, days. Yeah, which is, yeah, about 28, 27 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then at that point, you you start thinking, well, if he was recording in every single aspect of his life, the, like, why didn't they show... Like, well, I think you do. He, when they're talking about the first ever pregnancy, the first ever birth, he says we're still aiming for the first conception, first ever live televised conception, and obviously conception is sex, mm-hmm. the point the baby was made. So yeah, they were planning to show all that. But the, so he didn't have it. He didn't like. He he might have had sex with girls previous. I'm assuming he consummated his marriage <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. stuff yeah, like that yeah. but so then I, sure, yeah, I think was... back to shows like uh, Big Brother they show all the sex and stuff Yeah, well... and you can watch them sleeping like it will be on channel 4 well this was when I used to watch Big Brother the Friday night like disqualifications and stuff like that would be on channel 4 and then if you wanted to you could tune into E4 at 2 in the morning and watch them sleep if you felt so inclined yeah of course yeah of course but that's that's, they know, they all know. Oh yeah, they know they're in the house. And yeah, they, yeah, all yeah. Know, they all know they're in the house. Truman doesn't know anything. No, right? which is so weird. Like, that is a violation of all of that. Yeah, like that literally would, would what did they show in them? Like if he hasn't had sex since then. Christoph seemed to me to be quite, judging by his hat and glasses, I would say he's quite a tasteful director and quite a um, quite an artistic man. And I would like to think that they, they would not be, they wouldn't be like the sort of videos you watch after Dark Martin, put it like that. I think it'd be a well, uh, <laughs> a well. What? I think it'd be a well put together scene. Don't put me in there. <laughs> I think right? it'd be a well put together scene. Don't put me in there. We know what we saw earlier, all right? Don't put me in there. Right, well, let's just move away from these, <laughs> yeah, these exactly. blue topics. Um, and my last point is I think this film shows us a great, kind of dialogue and commentary on the role of a creator. Um, you are aware of the story of Frankenstein. Yeah. About like a man who makes something and then all of a sudden it's alive and you have to take responsibility. And for those of you who don't know, Frankenstein was the, the name, scientist. In the name of the doctor. The name of the doctor. Well done, well done, yeah. Martin. And, Not the monster. And, you know, obviously Truman is um, Christoph's Frankenstein to a certain extent. Yeah. And it... I won't get too deep into this, but um, I like reading all sorts of different religious texts and... You know, you read the Old Testament like, God's not like a great dude, like from our point of view. Like, he's like flooding everywhere. And God in the Old Testament... He only did it once. No, false. I swear he only did it once. False. There are floods, there are famines, there is all sorts of shit going on in the Old Testament. There's numerous floods in the Bible. All right. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. and But what I'm saying is, is that... Um, God just seems to kind of come down in those books and tell humans off when they've cocked up. So basically, we're God's Truman. It's no coincidence, Martin, that Truman rhymes with human. That's all I'll say. 
I'm going to end it on that note. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, it's been us, me and Jack, Emil Oland, and Martin Diverge. The pan. The pan. <laughs> the pan. Little splashback. Oh. You know me. Um, follow us on Instagram, Yeah, we got, um, I just started doing this week a new kind of little art project I'll be dropping every Monday called Big News, where it's me kind of uh, taking on the news events of the previous week. We have, we film these podcasts once a week, so by now this will be episode, four. this is episode four. I'm not sure what we're up to next, but it will be the week after this one comes out. Brazil. Potentially Brazil by Terry Gilliam. Me and Martin will be working on the third instalment of the Living the Dream trilogy, Waking Up, which mm -hmm. will be out in September. Check out our website. MIPLTD.org. That's where everything that we're doing is going to be released. That's the platform. That's the same as our YouTube name, MIPLTD. Yeah, that's what you're looking for on YouTube and our Instagram page. Um... If you want to keep up with what we're doing, that's where you will be able to find the information and potentially hit Martin Diverge up on his Instagram account. Spell Diverge for the people. Spell D-U-V-E-R-G-E. -E. Fantastic. And I am Jack Emil Oland, M-I-P, and that would be O-L-U-N-D for Oland. Give us a follow, like genuinely, if you're interested in anything we've been saying tonight, we'd love to hear back from you. Um, hopefully by next episode, we're going to be doing a free t-shirt giveaway. So get excited for that if you like fresh, stylish clothes for the up-and-coming human. For the up-and-coming Truman. Woo! <laughs> it's this not is, that deep. It's not that deep, bro. It literally ended as we said that. <laughs>